My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to share with you this half episode today. I was a guest on the Not So Simple Life podcast, and they gave me half of the episode to share with you, and you can go listen to the first half of the episode on their podcast. So in the whole episode, we talk about how meditation changed my life and helped me create my app, Superhuman. We also talk about the influence meditation has on your personal growth and development and why I swear by my method. We talk about my morning routine, healthy habits, my journey from having disordered eating to feeling amazing and eating whatever I desire, my tips to maintain healthy relationships myself and other people in my life, and then also my top micro habits, all that good stuff. We talk about so much in this episode. So here's the second half of the episode. The first half does more so talk about my story. Um, So I didn't want to include that because you guys know a lot of my story, but there are still some really great juicy tips and um, insights in that first half of the episode. So go check out the Not So Simple Life podcast to listen to the full episode. But here, is the second half when you are trying to achieve growth how can we just simply stay out of our own way and like not sabotage the process of becoming a better future self that's such a good question i just i want everyone to know that it's never a perfect journey i don't think i've had one perfect day i haven't mm-hmm. and the old mimi used to self-sabotage a lot used to think if it wasn't perfect, it didn't count. I was so hard on myself for a really long time up until like a year ago, honestly. And I've realized this past year that it doesn't do anything for you to be super hard on yourself. Just knowing that perfection is, is not the goal. It's not, it's just continually being, trying to be better than you were yesterday and being there for yourself and knowing when you need a certain thing, like for example, if you've been planning a really big work day and you know, you're trying to get all these things done, but deep down, you know, you just need to take like an hour to just be by yourself, not your phone, you know, just reading a book and just having some tea and just being there for yourself. And you you can just do everything afterwards, like just giving yourself a bit of time when you need it and being your own best friend and giving yourself that love. I think that's been a big game changer for me. And I actually have seen more growth in every area of my life since I've taken the resistance down a little bit. Um, I've just let it flow a little bit more. So reminding yourself every morning of what you want. That's a really big one. I don't go one morning without a morning routine, even if it's a 10 minute one. I put pen to paper. I actually sit in this very seat every single morning at my desk and I write like I literally have my journal here. I write every morning at least half a page and whatever's on my mind. I just let whatever is on my mind flow out of me. If I'm feeling anxious and stressed that morning, I'll write about it. I'll try to convince myself that I'm actually all good. So I've been doing it for years, like five, six years, actually writing every morning. And it has, it has changed my life. It's those micro habits every day that just create a very different life for yourself five years down the line. And yeah, writing pen to paper every morning. Sometimes if I'm feeling like I don't want to think, I'll put like a writing meditation on, which I also have on superhuman, which is essentially like 
you know, really nice music to journal prompts that I'll read out and give you time to answer. So those are nice as well. But honestly, most of the time I just write by myself and try to stay away from my phone in the morning. So I'm not distracted and just write what I want and remind myself of my goals, of my why. You could have a vision board type of goal in front of you as well in your morning routine where you remind yourself of what you want, why you want it. And that will also help you not self-sabotage as much because you're reminded of what you want, right? Like if you just never remind yourself of your why and and what you want, you're going to go back to old limiting habits and behaviors. You just need to consistently remind yourself. It has to be in your face at all times. Make it your phone background, you know, just make it your whole life. You can't change your life unless you're willing to change everything. Like you got to change your lifestyle. You got to have reminders everywhere. Make it this, you know, big project that you're working on yourself and things will change. You can't, you can't half-ass it though. It won't work. So when trying to head towards growth and to change different aspects of your life, you mentioned you manifested your boyfriend, you manifested this new life. I've heard you speak about how you manifested your dream body. Do you feel like we need to compartmentalize when trying to work on all of those things? Or can we kind of go at it all at once and anything we want to change, whether it's two things in our life or 10 things in our life, can we do it all at once? Or is it better to just do one thing at a time? That's such a good question. I'll tell you what's worked for me because I will say different people, different things might work. I I know I work in a certain way, but I, I've seen it done both ways. So for me personally, I like doing everything at once. And then some months I'll have focuses, but I've noticed that if I just do the consistent work, even if I'm focusing on one area, like let's say health and body, other areas will also be rising with me because you can't really do this manifestation, creation, energetic work, and, you know, putting it out there that you want certain things by writing it down every day, taking inspired action, changing your image, and just targeting one thing, which is a good, it's just good news, right? Because you want to reap the rewards from your efforts for every area of your life. So I I would say for me, it's worked kind of all at once, um, certain months, certain seasons of life, one thing will shine a bit more, but it's happened all at once. You can't really, you know, wake up early, work out, meditate, you know, do your journaling, take inspired action, uh, work on changing your self image, your inner child wounds, and just expect to get a better body. Like that's going to make you have better health, better body, better relationships, more money, because you're going to be working more. You're going to be in that state coming up with new ideas. You know, everything in your life is going to improve. That's my take, but some people might think differently. Yeah. Like you said, your body did not used to be like how it is now. And you've done a lot of work to get to where you are today. So what habits did you break to like get to where you are today and manifest your dream body? Where did you start and how did your lifestyle change around that? Yeah. It's again, an amazing question because so many people struggle with this. Like if five years ago, the Mimi heard me right now, what I'm about to explain, she would not believe that I'm at this point. I used to overeat. Binging was a huge stress reliever for me, an addiction. I remember my whole teenage years, like honestly, the time I was 13 years old till I was 23, probably, or 22, I thought about food all day long. I was obsessed with 
being skinny, but then also overeating. And I was constantly thinking about food and I had disordered eating in that way. And it was not healthy when I was younger in my teenage years, I was, you know, throwing up as well. So I was binging and purging and I kind of dropped that thankfully around the age of 20, I would say, but you know, it was a really bad low point in my life. And I need to share that time because so many people have similar experiences. And, you know, I would go on these crazy diets where like you barely eat anything and then I would binge. And it was just this constant cycle trying to find the next new diet. Like, you know, just a constant, constant cycle that I just felt drained from. So I would envy the girls (laughs) that would say, oh yeah, I effortlessly look the way I do. I just don't think about food. I would envy them. I'd be like, you're lying. How do you do that? Like it was just an obsession and it was embarrassing. Like I'm like almost ashamed, embarrassed to say that that was my life for so long because I wasted so many years being obsessed with some, something that just doesn't matter, you know? Mm -hmm. So long story short, it's funny because the moment I stopped like those weird intense diets and binging and purging and thinking about food, the better I felt in my body. I think a huge game changer was also not going out as much. Um, because when I was in my early twenties, I was going out so much and partying and I looked like unhealthy and like overweight. Like I just didn't look and feel good. And I think going out and partying and drinking just really was something negative for me. But the biggest changes happened when I changed my old addiction to overeating. And I can tell you exactly how I did that. And I know I've been preaching meditation this entire time. And I think it was an accumulation of many things, including meditation. But the number one thing that has really helped me was doing a specific meditation on binge eating. So in this meditation, I would do it so often, like so often, pretty much every day. And I recorded this actually for myself before superhuman was ever, uh, or meaning method was ever conceived. Cause I broke this old pattern years ago, but this is when I was doing my little pep talks to myself. I also recorded like a binge eating one. So I would get myself, I've recreated it now. So it's also on superhuman, but it's just a different version. That's more specific to a whole, you know, the whole world, not just me, myself. So what I would do in this meditation, and this is for any bad habit you want to break. I would get myself to visualize, like deeply visualize, and my eyes are closed. I'm in meditation, visualizing something that's happening that triggers the response of wanting to overeat for myself. So whether I'm bored at home or feeling overwhelmed and stressed, and I just want to have a snack or like I'm feeling really hungry because I haven't eaten all day or something. I visualize and I feel physically, you need to bring in the physical emotion into this. I physically feel like it's actually happening right now. And then in the meditation, I visualize myself saying no and choosing different and then feeling the reward of self-control and discipline of not going to that old negative habit and pattern of overeating and binging. So I would go over that, that scenario in my mind as many times as I could until it was perfect. And I noticed that slowly it didn't happen all at once. It wasn't a one day epiphany, but slowly over the next six months or so, I would have a craving to binge. And then it started as like 10% of the time, then 20% of the time I would think differently. And I was like, oh wait, it's because I practiced this. I practiced responding differently. And then over time, it ended up being hundred percent of the time. I actually cannot tell you the last time I overeat. I don't remember it because it doesn't feel good to me anymore. It doesn't feel good to overeat and feel full and lethargic and, and just 
gross. It doesn't feel good. Just like I don't smoke. It doesn't, it's not something that like, I'm repelled by it. The same thing with overeating. So, and I used to smoke when I would go out and party. And I remember the feeling of craving it. Like, I honestly don't even think I've told many people that like I used to smoke out in London when I'd be going out and stuff. Like, why would I do that? It's so not what I do, you know? So with everything in life, it's, uh, you, you got to just change your mind around it first. So it becomes easy in the moment. And my self-image changed. I'm not the kind of person that diets that thinks about food all day long. That's weird and boring. I'm not that kind of person. And I would just condition myself. That's not who I am. And, um, I'm the kind of person that wakes up every morning and has a green juice and, you know, does my journaling and works out every day. Like that's just who I am now. And, I had to teach myself to be that person before it actually happened. I want to touch on how you started changing your reactions when you would practice. And so I want to just get your thoughts on being reactionary. Do you think it's really important to learn to not react as much? Or do you have certain tools that help you get through those moments when you do feel very reactive and something triggers you and you want to pushed back on it. Do you feel like it's better to just keep moving and stay in your lane or to address things as they come to you? What are your thoughts on this? It's a really great question. And when it comes to people, since I've been doing this work, I feel a lot more confident speaking my thoughts. And especially if it's someone that, you know, that, that I care about, like if Ben and I, my boyfriend have a disagreement, like I'm not going to say nothing. I'm, we're going to talk about it. And not, not in a reactive way though, really in a calm way. Like I'm really a lot better at speaking now since doing this work. It's weird. Like I used to be so not confident and really scared about what people thought of me. And I was never really myself fully, but now since I've done all of this inner work and, and confidence work, I feel like I can appropriately speak my mind. So I wouldn't say I'm reactive anymore, but in in someone who is reactive when it comes to relationships and, and who you're, you know, whether it's someone you work with or your partner, I think the best way to change that is to do the inner work because I've noticed the people that I know in my life that are very reactive. It's because they're, they're not feeling good about themselves and they are projecting um, due to a past insecurity or something. I think most people that are happy with themselves, they're okay with other people having a different opinion. They're okay with, um, you know, we could talk about social media, you know, the people that react incredibly in comments. I could honestly bet you thousands of dollars, millions of dollars that they are not happy because people say to you, say about you, it has nothing to do with you, has everything to do with them. Even if I massively disagreed with someone. I'm not going to go out of my way to try to convince them that they're wrong. You know, someone I really love and there's something important, like I'll bring it up in a very different way. But I think, yeah, when you realize what other people do has nothing to do with you, you don't react as much. You're kind of just like, it's not worth my energy, you know? Yeah, that's so true. That's what I learned in that book. What is it called? Damn it, I forgot the name, but it was like, don't take anything personally. Kylie, do you remember the name of that book? What was it called? I know it's on the tip of my tongue too, because you just told me about it. The Four four Agreements. The Four Agreements, yeah. No, like don't take anything personally and nothing can affect you. No one's negativity will affect you because you don't believe in it. But are there any micro habits through this whole lifestyle change that stand out to you the most that have really impacted you? Like, what would you say are like maybe the top three micro habits? Ooh, morning routine. Even if it's 15 minutes, like don't look at your phone 
I guess this micro habit has a lot of micro habits within it, but don't look <laughs> at your phone first thing in the morning. I still sometimes will do it. And I notice right away that I am not my best self that day. And you just got to stop. You have to just wake up a little bit earlier. If the moment you wake up, you need to check emails and stuff, just wake up 20 minutes earlier and condition yourself to feel how you want to feel in the mornings. Cause that's going to tread on for the rest of your day. I always say this is a quote that I created your mornings, create your days, your days, create your weeks, your weeks, create your months and your months become your years and your years are your whole life. So the tiny things that you do in the morning, it's like the domino effect It's going to influence everything and it's going to become your whole life. So do a morning routine. Even if it's 10, 15 minutes, just put pen to paper, say like, write how you're feeling, write what you need to do that day, get clear. And feel motivated and force yourself to, because it doesn't come naturally. If you wait around for motivation, you're never going to get anywhere. You got to condition yourself. The second micro habit obviously is meditating. I'm very passionate about it because it's changed my life. It's not just because it's my business. It has changed my life. And there's a reason why I literally have a 3% churn on my app. It's because it's changed many people's life um, lives as well. Turn means unsubscribes, which is very rare for a platform. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, like it's it works, and it and it, it can change your life more than anything. It, it really is like self therapy. You know, I've been, I have coaches. I've been to therapy. Saying from personal uh, experience, this has helped me more than therapy. Um, and so a lot of people say the same. Uh, and you know, once you take your life into your own hands and decide with emotion, that's when things start to change. So doing a meditation, and even if you're scared of sitting down and meditating and still not familiar to you, so many people get my app and just do the walking meditations. It's like epic music, you know, fun words that you're listening to, you feel good. And it's like very easy to get into. So just start with that. That's the second micro habit. The third I would say is less time in front of a screen. That's actually mm-hmm. one of the ones that I think has affected my life tremendously recently. When you spend less time on social media, on your computer, in front of the TV, you just, you have, you give yourself room to think more and come up with new ideas that could change your life and you get familiar with yourself. So that's the third one I think I would say today. Mm-hmm. They're this. so incredible. Want to talk about island life? Want to hear all about your transition to island life? Because I know this is a dream for so many people. I know so many of my friends have definitely said, I'd love to live on an island, some want a house here. I want that life. So, how is it? And is it everything you always dreamed it to be? Do you think you'll be there forever? Uh, Give us the juice on island life. Yeah, I'll be honest. I never thought I was the kind of person that would live in the Bahamas. Like, if you told me this, Even three years ago, I would have said that's insane. I'm a city girl. I was born and raised in a city. Like I lived in a city, but the move here was a pretty last minute one. Ben and I decided when COVID hit, we really didn't like in Vancouver, and we were like, okay, why don't we move somewhere crazy just during COVID? And decided just the Bahamas. I have some family here. It's close by. And it's great for business purposes as well. We both have our own online businesses and um, it's a really great way to grow your business too. Cause they have really great laws when it comes to that. And um, 
Yeah. So we were like, okay, let's just do it. So we moved on a whim. It was a very last minute, random, fun decision we made. And uh, we decided that when we got here, that we loved it. And it was just unlike anything we ever thought it could be. We thought we weren't going to have many friends. We thought we'd have to be traveling a lot because, you know, there it's kind of like who was going to be there. Like there is no cool restaurants. Like, you know, we, we had no idea. We actually moved there without ever visiting. <laughs> oh my God. That's brave. I know. So we get here and it's just like, we're in love. We're, we love it. We have a beautiful apartment by the water. Like we've met so many people my social life here is better than when I live in London. It's the right kind of people. We have the same views about life. We do really fun things. Like, you know, we'll take out a boat, like our friend's boat and they'll go spear fishing and they'll catch fresh snapper. And then we'll go to an Island, a deserted Island and like make a fire from like the wood on the land. And then like cook the fish and sit on the beach, like enjoy it. And then that night we'll go to like Nobu, you know what I mean? So it's like that beautiful balance of like completely nature roughing it. And then, and then going to a beautiful hotel or restaurant, there's so many cool places here to go. And yeah, it's, it's really amazing. Like we, love it. I think we'll have a home here forever. Uh, but Ben and I don't really want to live like the conventional life of having one place your whole life. We want to have a few homes in our favorite places around the world. That's our big next goal. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been great though. And I highly suggest it to anyone that is considering it being in a city. We went to London all summer, all of July and August this year to like visit friends and family and just to see how we like it now after being on an Island for so long. And, um, and it was just very different to what we expected. We actually really didn't like it. And it was so loud wow. and yeah, like the air quality is gross. Like I didn't feel healthy there. Like there was no nature. Like I really have shifted very quickly to being more of an Island girl. So yeah. I mean, like I've spent the last year in the Seychelles, which is like completely isolated and the most beautiful place I've ever been in the world. But I guess what's good about the Bahamas is that it is so close to the US. And so it feels yeah. a little bit more familiar and everyone goes there. So it's like a great place to socialize and live the island life. But there is definitely something about living on an island that just connects you more with nature and makes you want to be a, a better version of you. Like all my healthy habits come back as soon as I get back to the Seychelles. I want to do yoga every morning. I want to breathe in the air and take in the sun. It's like completely different mindset as soon as you reach the island life. So I totally feel you there. But we got your three best micro habits, but what are three products or gadgets that you just couldn't live without? Oh, okay. Products or gadgets. <laughs> my notebook, my journal. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> I, I guess I can also say like, my, my app. Cause I actually personally use it many times a day. And I love like my greens powder in the morning. I love this water bottle. I always use with like uh-huh. this silicone straw. This oh is my God. Silicone. I love the silicone straws. Yeah. They make you drink so much water. So this brand is Takea, Takea water bottles. And I love it. I just bought these straws on Amazon, both on Amazon. I love this. I drink so much water with it. My greens powder I have every morning. It's really changed the game for me since I quit coffee and it's from Organifi and they're actually a sponsor of the podcast, but actually use their products every day. So <laughs> amazing. So I use that. I'm simple. Otherwise any skincare products that you're obsessed with. Oh yeah. I love three ships beauty. I like image skincare. I like Radford beauty. Their masks are amazing, but I'm very simple. I'm not like funny enough. I know I look like a girly girl, but I actually like, I don't care that much about skincare and beauty stuff. Like I do gua sha. I do my ice roller 
in the morning, which is very helpful for puffing, but I try to keep it simple. When my skin breaks out, I actually don't put any products on my face and sleep nothing on my face. Changing your pillowcase. Uh, oh, I recently got the Dyson air wrap and I'm obsessed. Ah, I really want to try this. I've been seeing it everywhere. Okay. I was seeing it everywhere, but oh my God, this is day three. Yeah, I was about to say, is this your hair right now? Wow. Day three. Yeah. It looks so fresh. Okay. On my Christmas list. It feels like a, like a blowout <laughs> at home and it takes 10 minutes. It's amazing. Influenced. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Mimi, we know you are an encyclopedia of knowledge and there's only so much we can dive in in one podcast interview. Will you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media, where they can find your apps, all of the good so they know where to come and find you? Absolutely. So my Instagram is at Mimi Bouchard, my name. And Superhuman, you can just go to www.superhuman.app and that's the website for the app and you can learn more about it, see a free meditation and learn more about what it is. Um, You can also just get the app on the app store or Google play and just type in superhuman and it'll come up. And other than that, I mostly hang out on Instagram. (laughs) I have my own podcast. It's just called Mimi, M-I-M-I. And uh, that's that. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This was such a nice combo. Thank you. It was so nice to have you. This has been so insightful. And I'm so excited to get everyone over to your app and try out all these amazing life hacks. So thank you so much for coming on here today. Thank you. 